welcome to Ted Davies Artistry Podcast, Ted Talks and Inspires. So this podcast is about creativity. It's about inspiring you to do the thing that you want to do, whether it's writing or art. Tell that story that you have. I'm here to share my journey and inspire you. So let's get to it. Hello and welcome back. Today I'd like to talk about good grief, turning grief into gratitude. I guess I'd like to start out by uh, telling you a little bit about my dad. Uh, My father was a Welshman, and he had certain uh, translations that uh, (laughs) I don't think the phases, or excuse me, the phrases that he uh, that he would say were exactly correct, and uh, at least the the translation. Um, from the source and one such phrase was good grief Charles Brown of course all of us that have grown up in the 1970s and 80s Charlie Brown was a staple diet for us during the Sunday papers or you know the the different uh, events uh, on TV like the great pumpkin Charlie Brown or Charlie Brown's Christmas but my dad, always being the proper uh, Welshman that he was, he would always say it by their proper name. So good grief, Charles Brown was just what my dad said. And it got to a, a point where, you know, you, you really couldn't forget it because we would always correct him, Charlie Brown. Or my mom would roll her eyes, uh, as, as she would do with many things my dad would say, like schedule. Well, in any case, there was... There was things that my my dad, uh, he would get mom's goat that way if we could use another American term. Anytime that my dad said good grief, I would always think about Charlie Brown's squiggly mouth saying it. Uh, there was always, a, you know, you couldn't really forget it. My dad would have a Tom Jones, Richard Burton inspired Welsh accent. Uh, and when he said, good grief, Charles Brown, it was always, you know, uh, something that we did wrong or something along those lines, you know, of correcting us, uh, like he couldn't believe that we did that or, or what have you. But I think that uh, what I'd like to talk about today is there might be something in that statement. Good grief is, for me, a statement of healing and is a point of I think gratitude. I, I don't like saying I've lost both my parents. My parents have both moved on. They've passed on. And there's a grieving process that I you know I still go through. Uh, it's been almost three decades since my mother passed and almost a decade since my dad passed. And I still go through the grieving process every day. Part of that grieving process is beginning to be thankful, beginning to be, you know, grateful for what they brought to my life, for giving me life, grateful that they didn't have to go through a lot of things that many people go through, like this epidemic or cancer or what have you. One thing about grief, it endures. And with that, so should you. Grief does not have to be a point of end for you. You can get to the point where you're functioning in a good light and being productive 
and honoring, you know, their memory. It's not easy. And I'm telling you, you know, I was productive and destructive for many, many, many years uh, after my mother died. The circumstances that she, uh, when she passed, uh, were pretty extreme. And I was home, uh, and it was it was very, uh, I don't know if disturbing is the right word for it, but it was it was very much a uh, a situation where I learned about my learned a lot about myself and what I was uh, capable of. My mother had a, a massive heart attack on a Sunday evening uh, in 1992. I was still living at home. Uh, I was working on uh, some architectural homework when my dad came downstairs. This is late in the evening. Uh, he came down in the basement to where I was uh, had my drawing desk in that. And he says, I think Mom died. And so I ran up the stairs. At the time, I had been working uh, as a, I guess, an artist, teaching little kids how to draw at a daycare center. Uh, but in that, I had to learn CPR. And so I knew the ins and outs of CPR as far as, you know, before the EMTs would get there, I knew I could start working on mom trying to get her heart going, you know, start start her breathing. Uh, but she had been um, not as a, uh, not to be too uh, gross or anything, but she had been getting sick all, all night. So she had been uh, throwing up, so I had to clean her her up before I could even start CPR. When I arrived in the room uh, where she was, she had obviously had a heart attack. Her fingers were blue. Her her face was very gray. And uh, she wasn't breathing. The time that... A lot of it's just a blur. I don't even really remember much of it. I think that's just due to shock of it all. Uh, I got Dad to the point where he could make a phone call while I was working, uh, trying to resuscitate Mom. Uh, he called an ambulance. They got there within minutes, and uh, they started working on her. And they they took her in the ambulance. Dad and I followed uh, to the hospital. wasn't too far from the house, but uh, we got to the hospital, and they worked on her for quite a while. My family were all called, and they were all in route, if not at the hospital, um, quickly after we arrived. That point in my life was pretty pivotal because there was uh, there was no saving mom, and it wouldn't have mattered if you know they had a whole team of doctors there or not. But at the time, you know, being twenty one, you know, love you know you love your mother, and it's you. You know, you feel like you let everybody down because you couldn't save her, and that that's been that's been a situation that uh, I I don't wish on anybody. I know that when uh, when I found mom and she wasn't breathing, the only you know I've had people ask me what what was that like, what was the feeling like, and you know the only the only way I can express it or explain to you the feeling of despair was when I was little I remember getting lost in a store I don't know if it was Kmart or where it was but and I couldn't find mom and dad you know nowadays it's a you know that 
would never happen, but back then it was, you know, go to the toy aisle, whatever. But that feeling of not being able to find your parent is, it's, you're, you're in panic. And that's, I think, the only way that I can explain the feeling I had then. You know, in, in some cases I still do. And like I said, grief endures. And that's, uh, that's something that every one of us has to work through. You know, grief has many forms. But I think you can take that energy and I think that you can, you know, you can manipulate it to where it's, it is gratitude. It is, you know, it's peaceful. And it takes a long time. I'm still working on it. My dad died in 2012. And it was a, it was different. Uh, the last time I spoke with him was on Father's Day. Uh, he passed away the next morning. And my wife and I were actually on our way down. Uh, we were getting up that morning, uh, that Monday morning, to go down to see him. He was in the hospital. And my brother had already been down there. And I got the call uh, that Dad had passed. That, again, is a... It's a different feeling than when my mother passed. But that same grief en endured. <laughs> you know, it, it, that feeling of being that little kid in the store that's lost and can't find their parents. Dad's death was a little bit different. He had lived a, a long life, and it was 20 years after Mom had died, and he had since moved on with his life, got remarried, and, uh, you know, I, I know that the things that he wanted to do with mom, uh, he still tried to do some things that, that, uh, I think were in her memory, but with dad, I, I, I always kind of felt like it was a melancholy existence a little bit. My mom and dad were pretty tight, and it was, uh, you know, dad was just getting ready to retire when mom died. And it was, you know, it, it was one of those things, the cruel reality of life and all that. Maybe that magnified the, the fact that I couldn't uh, bring mom back. You know, uh, maybe that put that on my shoulders and, and I shouldn't have done that to myself. But uh, I was still productive, but I was destructive. I went through many years of being destructive to myself and others around me and Grief takes many forms. Uh, looking back on it now, though, I think that gratitude is the way that you need to work through it. My perspective on, on life after mom died was pretty, uh, was different. It was a, a perspective of, well, you know, it doesn't really matter anyway. You know, we're all going to die, that kind of stuff. And I, you know, I, I think that's just immaturity, too. I think that I was... I just wasn't, uh, I don't think you're ever prepared for it, but I, I just, I, you know, was very selfish back then and very, uh, just not, not in the right mindset, and I, I believe it's maturity. I look back on a lot of the things that, uh, that I should have been grateful for straight away uh, with mom's memory that I wasn't, and it's taken me, you know, almost three decades to really look back on it and say, you know, wow, that was really cool that she taught me that or that I can tell that story to my kids 
there's going to be a time where there's a lot of anger. Uh, it, it, it seeps in, and there's times like, you know, this time of year with holidays and even now, you know, uh, with mom and dad gone, you know, it still, uh, it still gets under your skin a little bit. Birthdays that they're not there. You can't call them. You know, I still talk to them, <laughs> you know. They call me crazy or whatever, but I still think that they're around. And there's little, you know, there's little things during the day, like a song that'll come on the radio or maybe a just a gentle reminder of something that reminds me of both of them. You know, and it's like a nod from them. And I, you know, I embrace those times because it's it, it's a moment to s- sit back and just say, oh, okay, hey guys, you know, I hope you're doing well. And I know, you know, a lot of people right now are grieving just with everything going on with the epidemic. You know, that's, this isn't probably the right time to talk about grieving with you at all. Maybe you can look back on this uh, podcast and maybe it can help you as you're working through it. But I think that the gratitude that you show the memory of those people will get you through so much. The stories that I tell my kids, my kids never got to meet my mom, but they know her. They know uh, the stories that, you know, of who she was, how she used to bake, uh, the funny <laughs> the funny things that she wanted us to do at her funeral. You know, one of the things that uh, we talk about with my mom, she was always wanted, you know, we... She was the youngest of 15 kids, which is, you know, this is back during the Depression, so it was a different era. And she was on a farm, and it's just a different uh, time completely. And so mom would always make sure that we knew what she wanted for her for her funeral. And one thing she insisted upon is that we sing Ding Dong, the Witch is Dead when she died. And we honored that. Uh, of course, it was at our home. It wasn't at the funeral home or at the cemetery or anything like that. But those type of, um, you know, <laughs> that's just the way my mom was. And that's something that I want my kids to embrace, even though they, they never met her here. One of my favorite stories uh, to tell anybody that didn't know my mother, mom wanted to be cremated uh, when she passed. And uh, we <laughs> we've always... We always talked about it because she would say, you know, uh, being a devout Catholic that she was, on the day of resurrection, all God has to do is just add water and it's instant Rita. And But that was that was my mom, summed up in one comedic sentence. And for that, I'm grateful for. I think that if you can, you can take a perspective on gratitude like that, you can take humor... Uh, you can take that person's life and the actions in their life, lives that uh, that really made them, that made the world better, that was positive. I think that that will get you through even the toughest times. So how do, how do we start with gratitude? I think you start making a list, a mental list. Take inventory of what these people brought to your life what they offered to others in their life what they enjoyed to do 
you know, enjoy reading, things that you experience with them, anything that, um, whether it's a board game or card game or, you know, uh, trips that you guys went on, you know, pictures, anything like that that can bring back not a sense of loss, but a sense of connection with that person. And I think that that's where gratitude starts. My dad used to, um, he was a photographer for many years. He would set up, and my sister will vouch for this, they would set up a slideshow. Dad would always shoot uh, his pictures, and he would have them produced in slides. So we would have this uh, silver screen up in the, we'd set up in the living room, and just rolls and rolls and rolls of of these uh <laughs> of these amazing pictures that he would take you know i i, I embrace it and I, I love the the history of everything that you know that that whole thing that he did i didn't when <laughs> when we when we were doing i thought it was kind of lame but looking back on that memory of of that is uh is pretty awesome and those type of little, I don't even know if it's if it's gratitude, that inspires me. Because there's things that I want to do in my life that I'm hoping that my kids or uh, Christine, my wife, or my, you know, my friends will remember about me when it's my time to move on. Saying, oh yeah, you remember, you know, he used to do, and I'm not saying from a standpoint of, God, I couldn't stand when he did that. But from a standpoint of, um, you know, it's it's a good thing, and I and I not that they, I want them to miss me. I don't mean that, but I just want them to to remember it that way and maybe have a smile. Grieving is crying. Grieving is laughing. It's it's all emotions rolled into one, right? And the only way to get through that and keep your sanity is by experiencing it. So when you're looking at those tough times when you're remembering your loved ones that have gone and, you know, you don't think you're going to be able to get through it, you know, understand that people do get through it. People look at life a lot differently after, you know, the experience of loss like that, but, I mean, I did. You try to endure, you try to make some sense of it all, and you just carry on. And how do you carry on? That's a tough one. And I don't think any podcast can help you do that. I know that there's uh, there's things that I've done. Uh, I've tried to manage my anxieties, you know, whether it's trying to distract myself from it. And that never works. It's, you know, it dulls the pain for a little bit, but that's about it. I think trying to go back to the the source of the pain helps, but getting through that for me has really been the memories, the fun times, the times that that we had the humor, <laughs> that we had the the good meals, that we've had the good conversations, and even the not so good conversations, the times that we were a family, that we are a family, and the times that make you feel your humanity, your connection with each other. 
you know, I, I still feel, like I said earlier, I still feel like that lost child in the store uh, sometimes. And I, I still feel resentment. I still feel guilt. And I still feel that I'm working through a lot. You know, I probably always will. But life does go on. And I'm living proof that you can do it. And you can get through it. And you can remember the awesome people in your lives that have gone before you. I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to uh, listen to this. And I wish you nothing but much success in 2020. Good health to you all. And good grief, Charles Brown. Thanks again.